she popped up at the General Hospital. Is it called General Hospital? It is called General Hospital. Welcome back to Generally Not at a Podcast. (laughs) I heard it as soon as I said it. Generally not at a hospital. Please keep that in. Don't cut that at all. Okay. (laughs) This is the... (laughs) This is the last new episode before the hiatus we are obviously now past the hiatus but we're we're catching up um so it's the episode from may 21st 2020 and at the time end of may was a tumultuous time for all of us so we did not watch it at the time um so it's in a very odd place whenever you get around to posting this um I wanted to just say that up top because for me, we're now in mid-August about to watch the new episodes, which is really exciting, but there are so many storylines on this episode that just from my perspective, I haven't seen in three and a half months mm-hmm. <laughs> since, since they aired in, in, they were airing in May. Um, and just for a little behind the scenes peek, like I edit all the episodes and I was considered essential. My job never stopped being a job. So I've been working full time this whole time and I edit when I can. So if it seems a little, um, uh, uh, not consistent. structured, consistent, <laughs> it's a little, it's when I have time, I edit and post. Right. There you go. Um, so this one was really fun cause we just caught up on these last three bef- that ended, um, when GH ended in May, in May. And the first two, we just, watched and, and um, recorded, it was all courtroom drama. It was all about Wiley's custody hearing and then all about the Liz and Franco and Ava and Nicholas marriages and how they are interplayed. So I forgot about half the storylines that were brought up. So just a quick recap of the cold opens. Laura was on the phone with Robert talking about the Nell lawsuit for the hospital a little bit and also um, about Rob, Laura and then Robert talked about Holly's death. I forgot who Holly was. Later, the show reminded me it's Robert's ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And mother of Ethan? Yes. Luke? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly good at remembering some things and not others. Um, okay, Maxie and Sasha were at the um, deception office with Peter and Valentine talking about the photo shoot, which I was like, oh, right. I forgot that was a thing. Um, and Valentine... Um, very ominously looked at the cameras, sort of, and was like, I, it's okay, now I'm going to go focus on other ventures. So the ELQ shares are in play again, which has never been interesting to me, and I forgot was a thing. <laughs> um, I wrote down Mr. Quartermain because I also forgot his name, just like I forgot Sam's. Did you remember it? I thought it was Neil, and then I thought it was Alan, and then I, the show told me it was Ned. There is an Alan Quartermain. Correct. But and, that is not him. And Neil is Alexis's fling. Oh, yeah. I knew it was one of those boring names, but it was Ned. So Ned is talking about the ELQ shares. Um, Olivia, no, Olivia's on the phone with her psychic, um, and Brooklyn overhears and jumps to that she's cheating on Ned, which was very goofy, but whatever. And then Nina and Jax are talking about Nina potentially testifying for Nell, and then we do the courtroom. So there's, like, a lot of things that have nothing to do with the courtroom, which is all I really care about at this point, but lots of ELQ. We're going to have a, a after-school special about drugs with Sasha. God. All this stuff. So, a lot of it was a good review for me of, like, who are these other people who seem more like tertiary characters? 
Um, cool. So, um, yeah, the stuff with the psychic was was fine. Um, Olivia and Brooklyn get into a, like a, a spat about it. Um, Olivia's like, I don't have to justify what I'm doing in my own house. And Brooklyn's like, actually, it's Monica's house. Monica's Dr. Quartermain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, the Quartermains are, have not been top of mind for a long time. Um, uh, Peter calls out that Valentine is acting ominous, which I thought was very genre-aware of him. Um, and then Valentine says that Deception is going to sponsor the nurse's ball, which I hope they're still able to do in some way. I, I believe they are. I think we talked about it last time. Oh, okay. Like, I read that they're, they are going to do the nurse's ball. It's, um, I don't know if they're going to acknowledge in-universe that it's late, because I think it's usually in the spring. Yeah. Um, but I, from what I've heard, they are still going to do the nurse's ball this year. Okay, cool. Um, and then they set up Sasha in that dramatic way where Maxie's like, wow, Sasha, whatever you did to get your head in the game worked really well. Like, in a show that frequently is unsubtle this is just the most irritating storyline it's so dumb and the fact that it's so heavy-handed like i feel like they could have seeded it much better yeah um and like set up because she's been in a tailspin since this whole thing with you know the fake affair i feel like they if they really wanted to do the storyline which i i don't feel the need for them to do at all they could have, like, set it up in a more, like, gradual way. Instead yeah. of it's just, like, Sasha, drugs. And now, like... Right. Or, like, did she have a history with drug addiction? Or even even what's so dumb is that it's this, um, this extra type character. She's just the assistant. It doesn't seem to me like she's a player. Mm-hmm. So, like, so there's no relationship there. It's not like a friend of hers encouraged this as a coping mechanism, uh, who wasn't looking out, who... Like, someone who she, like, maybe trusts. Yeah. Or was like, yeah, it's no big deal. Just, like, do it, you know, for a boost. Sure. Like, no, it was just this... Exactly, it was a random this, girl. This it was dr- so telegraphed. drug day, sex machina. And then also painting Sasha... Sasha being like... The, when the, at the end of the episode, when the girl gives her more, and Sasha's like, oh, no, I'm okay. It's just a one-time thing. And the girl's like, no, take it. Like, I'm sorry. The, mm, that's just not how... Drugs work. Like, the peer, <laughs> that peer pressure thing that you learn about when you're in elementary school, just say no to drugs. Strangers don't just come and give you drugs. In my experience, what do I know? Um, yeah, so that was telegraphed and strange. And, like, it's like it's just the beginning of an after-school special. Yeah. Okay, so Nell's on the stand in the courtroom. Uh, <laughs> Sam walks in looking pissed off. Yeah. Which paid off in a big way. Um... They, Nell's lawyer recaps that Brad Cooper is going to be the bad guy in this, in the story he's telling. Um, Nell refers to Julian as Jules, which I hated for many, many reasons, but also because sometimes I call you, you that. And so I just hated that. Um, I think obviously, but the show does parallels. Michael and Willow's testimony versus Nell's. Mm-hmm. So Nell is on the attack. She calls Michael selfish and entitled for keeping her away. Um, I forgot this piece of the story because I don't think it was ever directly referenced in the flashback, but Diane establishes that Nell, the day, the moment, I guess, she found out that um, Wiley was her baby, she assaulted Willow, who was taking care of Wiley, and took Wiley and tried to flee the country. They stopped her before she got that far. Right, okay. Um, 
Chase and Michael showed up to Willow's apartment. I think she maybe knocked Willow out or something like that. But they stopped her before she was able to even leave the apartment with okay. him. But she had, like, their passports. Mm-hmm. Like, fake passports. Because I think I knew she, at one point, tried to take him and leave the country, but not that it was the day that they found out. Not that Willow was involved. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a good little backstory bit. Um, okay, so Laura and Robert are talking, and I thought this was interesting just because it's the piece of this show's history that I know about, but nothing about, where Robert's like, hey, um, I'm trying to find out this stuff about Holly, so the person I really want to talk to is Luke, do you have his number? <laughs> and Laura was like, no, I, I definitely don't have his number, you should try to go through Tracy Quartermain. Yeah. So that seems like very old school history. Yeah, so, you know, Luke and Laura on and off for a long time. And they do have two children together. And they do have two children together. The children are grown, so they're not on terms, speaking terms, I guess. It's complicated. And then, like, Luke left Port Charles to, like, retire, basically. But um, to go, like, I don't even know, adventure, the world, whatever. Um, But Tracy is his more recent, significant kind of on-off love interest. Oh, I was going to ask how they were connected. Yeah, so I can't Ned's... remember if they are off together or just they keep in touch. I can't remember because I don't think I, I think Tracy left the show during like my personal hiatus from watching. Um, so I'm not sure if she just knows how to get in touch with him. I think was more the implication. I don't mm-hmm. think they're necessarily together, but I loved Tracy and Luke together because she didn't take any of his shit, and she's just she's one of my favorite characters. Um, so I really liked that sort of acknowledgement. Yeah. Well, Tracy's getting a lot of phone calls this during this episode. She's yeah, getting she is. phone calls about the ELQ shares from her son Ned, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, Robert's going to call her or get in touch. Or I guess Ned will also call her to give Robert Luke's number. Yeah. So for an unnamed character, I've, or not unnamed for a character I've never met, she's getting a lot of attention. Um, I think she also like in real life, meaning um, I think she also like retired, mm-hmm. um, but she'd been on the show also for like decades on yeah. and off. So, Ned, Ned is Tracy's son. Mm-hmm. Is Mon... How's, how is that Monica? How are they related to Monica? Uh, so, Tracy's brother, Alan, was married to Monica. He passed away. Okay. And, so, oh, they're oh, sisters-in-law. Right. And Alan and Monica are Jason's parents. Yes, effectively. effectively. Okay. Okay, just that... I, I should go look at that family tree again, <laughs> just as a refresher. Um, okay, so Brooke Lynn and her dad, Ned, are talking about the ELQ shares, and he explains to her someone's making a play for them. They know Nell sold her shares that she got from Shiloh that belonged to Jocelyn's boyfriend, um, Oscar. Yes! So Nell sold, sold those shares from Shiloh to an unknown party, and then Tracy rejected an offer for Dylan's shares. I feel like I know who Dylan was at some point. Her other son, Ned's oh. younger brother. Okay. Um, and then Ned's like, go away, I have to talk to Olivia. Um, Olivia and Ned talk about the psycho, the psychic, <laughs> and how she's upset about Dante and Rocco having this new father figure, and Lulu's boyfriend, Dustin. Um, and Olivia feels like Dante's being erased. Um, I don't know Olivia very well, but I, I like her a lot. I, I think if maybe a different actor played her or something, I would care a little less about this. I don't know, because I'm like, is her being upset about a, 
a character, you know, her son, who I've never met, I don't know yeah. them, but she, she's very compelling, so. I like her a lot, and we're not seeing a lot of her in this role right now, because her, her one son is kind of too young to have much of a storyline, and her other son is off the canvas, but you would like her because she's a very good parent. Mm. Unlike... That's what I'm picking up on. That's what you're picking up on, those vibes, because unlike most of the women who have children by mobsters, she actually kept Dante, like, safe and secret from Sonny until mm. he was fully an adult and could decide to have a relationship with his father. Yeah. I mean, he found out in a very dramatic fashion. She didn't, like, tell him. Yeah. But I digress. Um, so she, like, was a single mom, like, raised him very well. He was a... He's a great... He turned out great. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I'm... I'm delighted that you like her because I think she's yeah. great and I don't think her current um, storyline is her most compelling, but mm -hmm. she's, like you said, so good that yeah. you kind of care even right. so. Some of these storylines, I'm like, I don't care, I don't care, but I'm like, why do I care about this one? Um, to a quick tiny note, Brooklyn mm -hmm. calls Link, who's this tertiary character who bought her shares, and I just had to call this out because she's just like, I saw your social media, I know you're in Port Charles, and that's the same way she uses the term rideshare. Like, no one says that. I don't think they're allowed to say specific I know. real ones. You've, I know. You've got to let it go. It's, it's not her fault. I know, I know. But it sounds dumb every time. Yeah. Someone would say, I saw your your Snapchat or your whatever. So, I just, it, it takes me out of the show every time. Um, This was interesting. So, Valentine and Sasha start talking. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, I don't know if I'm seeing him with his rose-colored glasses because of how much I liked his, like, sort of reckoning about mor morally what he's doing to Charlotte. Um, but he tells her he's so sorry to hear about Michael and Willow's marriage. Um, and, you know, she's like, well, it's my, my personal life is personal. He says nothing is ever as black and white as it is on the surface. And I'm like, okay, that's on the nose. I just think it's interesting because between pretending to be Nina's daughter and now everyone thinking that she cheated on Michael, who's going through this awful time, and she's about to have a drug storyline, she's going to emerge as looking like kind of a, a not-great person. So I think the two of them together is kind of interesting. Um, and then this was... It. I, she, she, was like, she said something like, I want... I wish I could hate you. And she's like, and I definitely did it for the money, partially. Like, um pretending to be Nina's daughter, but then she's like, at the same time, I could tell you loved her, and I, I wanted to help you mend fences with a woman you really loved, and I could sympathize with what you were trying to accomplish, and he's like, yeah, and, and I know you're a good person, and I knew you'd be a good daughter for Nina, so it was a very, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's a it's, super weird dynamic. It was a super weird plot by him. I thought from the beginning it was weird because that that's not new information mm -hmm. you know because they had scenes together like during all of that and I was like really she's just kind of well Nina seems great like yeah. this is fine let me help get you guys back together yeah it, it just always struck me as really weird yeah they definitely gave her a really odd motivation yes and like if this whole like it's not we know what happened with the Chase and Michael thing, but, like, I feel like she's going to emerge as, like, a villain, basically. Like, who's going to Or, like, a pariah. Yeah, pariah might be more more apt. So, yeah, that dynamic is interesting, because I feel like they're almost setting up Valentine for a redemption, a redemption arc. I don't know, the two of, those, uh, the two of them, like, empathizing with each other was really weird. 
Yeah. But interesting. Um, okay, so here's the meat of it. The courtroom episode. Courtroom portion of the episode. Um, so with Nell on the stand, Diane kind of flips her the same question, like, do you love your husband? We talked about how great Michael's answer was last week about Willow. And Nell just goes, yes, I do, with every fiber of my being. Again, to contrast with Michael, she's just saying this generic stuff. And Diane's like, oh, yeah, as of this morning, sounds like. So, you know, Michael and Willow are able to speak to this nuance, and Nell is just, like, putting on this mask of being a good person. Um, and then Julian gets on the stand. Sam looks like she's about to flip her lid. Um, they talk about how Lucas is in a coma and Julian stepped in to take care of Wiley. They run through his criminal past. So he's been out of prison for about three years. Um, they go through all his criminal charges, which is a whole laundry list. And Diane brings up him holding a knife to Alexis' throat. And, and then he says she helped her sister Olivia... No, Diane says that you, Julian helped his sister Olivia Jerome blow up General Hospital. Attempt to blow Attempt up General, to blow Hospital. General Hospital. That's not Olivia. That Olivia. Correct. It's this a different is, Olivia. This was in the 80s. Remember I said oh. there's a few Jerome siblings? Yeah. Not including Ava. Ava wasn't around in the 80s. Um, there was a few of them, including Olivia Jerome, who attempted to blow up General Hospital, and then Julian resurfaced a few years ago as a different actor. Okay. So the unrelated Olivia. I was like, is this Olivia Jerome Falconary Quartermain? <laughs> it's, I, other than directly related people, I'm not, I'm, I was thrown off that there, people could have the same name. It, it happens occasionally because sometimes I think they just don't think about it or they forget if it was like a character from a long time ago or, or maybe a character they don't expect to become as major of a character. So like there was, I think like a villain named Damien something or other. And then everyone just calls him Spinelli, but Spinelli's first name is Damien. Hmm. It happens. Okay, that's fine. Um, so, Olivia and Ned basically agree to disagree about sidekicks. I don't like Ned very much. No, Ned is not the most interesting character to me. Um, I, I like him better. So, he pulls, like, double duty, because he's also on Days of Our Lives a lot. Oh, interesting. Um... And I like his character a lot better on Days of Our Lives. Yeah. I, I don't find him super, super interesting as Ned. I think he's really boring for Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not like... Well, I, I don't know. I think the next scene is the, the one where Robert shows mm-hmm. up, right? Okay, so that's starting to get really interesting to me. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that all, all together, actually. So, oh, okay. Um, Robert, because it's all so unconnected to everything else. Mm-hmm. So Robert shows up. It was confirmed for me that Ned's mother's Tracy. <laughs> um, and then Ned was like, hey, I've given out Luke's number in the past. He doesn't really like it, so let me go through Tracy. So Ned is just a conduit to Tracy who has all the power and knowledge right now. Yes. But then, um, like, Ned goes away, probably actually to call Tracy, and Olivia and Robert start talking. And they, they had an interesting connection, I remember, at... Um, the birthday party, he talked to her about Dante. Mm-hmm. So they seem to have a friendship. I think it began because she, when Dante, like, went off to, like, the facility, mm-hmm. um, like, Robert used to be involved in the WSB, and right. so she would 
Robert was kind of her contact or her go-to. Okay. She would be like, hey, can you find me an info on Dante? Like, kind of started going to him as a resource, and I think they became kind of friends from yeah. that. So I think it's a fairly recent friendship, like, yeah. within the last year or so. But, like, they talk about these very serious things. So, yeah, for sure. you know, she, like, talk, he talks a little bit about Holly, and then um, he notices she's really um, seeming impacted by what he's saying. So she shares the stuff about the psychic, and, you know, you probably think I'm crazy, and... Robert's like, actually, you know, I spent a lot of time in the outback, and the aboriginals are very spiritual, so I'm not going to discount the psychic thing. And I'm like, okay, but he, you know, as opposed to Ned, he like kind of validated her feelings about the psychic, whether or not he agreed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ned kind of walks in and side eyes them a little bit because they're holding hands, but then like, it definitely seems like I don't know. Ned had a little reaction. And then he gave Robert the number for Luke's burner phone, and Robert leaves. And Olivia's like, immediately Ned's like, wow, you seem much better. And Olivia's like, yeah, you know, you never know who will come come up with exactly the right thing to say. So Robert was able to be a friend and say the right thing and make her feel heard in a way that her husband, even though he was like, oh, it's agree to disagree, was not. So I feel like he doesn't think she's cheating on him because that was the she was on the phone with the psychic but I feel like he's maybe a little jealous of that like emotional connection Mm -hmm. and and if I hadn't heard the rumors that Holly is coming back like like the actress is gonna be back to the show I would wonder if maybe they were going to do something more with that but I feel like if Holly's coming back it's because they're gonna revisit Robert and Holly yeah um I would almost be more interested to see Robert and Olivia at this point, just because I find that so boring. Or just, like, what does it look like, look like if they have a close emotional friendship? Even if it doesn't, it's not romantic. And can, Absolutely you know, fair. Absolutely fair. Um, that could be a really great, you know, friendship that maybe Ned and, and or Holly have some problems with. Yes. Okay, cool. So Ned has some problems. Olivia leaves Ned. Doesn't have to get together with Robert. I just, like, I'm mm-hmm. so not invested in that yeah. relationship. Or maybe... She hasn't had a good love interest since Johnny. Uh you don't know Johnny. No. I loved Johnny. They were so good together. Or, conversely, maybe Ned feels like jealousy, but maybe he can reflect and be like, how can I be a better emotional support for my wife? I mean, I would like that for Olivia's sake, but also I just would prefer yeah. to move mm-hmm. on from him. Yeah. Oh, well. Tracy's so much better than either of her sons. <laughs> I would trade them both away to get Tracy back on the show. That's funny. Um, um, okay, so... Okay, back to the courtroom. I kind of just wanted to get those minor storylines out of the way. Um, because, uh, so Julian kind of testifies. It's it's mostly about, you know, Diane kind of breaks up his criminal past, and um, Martin just is like, okay, but you're a reformed man. Have you been in any trouble with the law since then? No, you run this restaurant or whatever. So it's really about his past. It's not really about him and Nell, he doesn't really even ask them any character witness type questions about Nell, but whatever. But then, they, Julian steps out of the courtroom, and Sam follows him, and it was so exciting because she just immediately slaps him. And I just have to say, for our just, like, personal journey through this, the very first episode we watched had a soap slap, and then the very last episode before the Hades had a soap slap. And it was just bookend. a lovely, lovely bookend for the two of us. <laughs> As we kind of conclude this this little mini chapter of GH, we're gonna do something a little different for the August episode. Mm-hmm. 
and this one is more fun too because now you know a little bit more of the context because that first episode <laughs> right. you're just like what is happening who is anybody why are they mad right and that was was that Brit slapping Nicholas I think it was yeah, yeah. so I was just like I don't know who these people are um so Sam is super super mad at him of course um oh she- this bugged me um this whole fucking custody battle about what's best for Wiley right we've seen like hide nor hair of Lucas and then Sam tells Lucas off screen. We don't even see Lucas getting to react to this. We just hear Sam telling Julian what he said. He must be unavailable to do anything. <sighs> Whatever. <clears throat> it's rude. I don't like it. But yeah, she was like, I was just with Lucas. I told him he married Nell. And he said, quote unquote, Julian is dead to me. Um, and like the way Julian's doing all this so Lucas doesn't find out this other thing. Cut your losses. Yeah. Seriously. Come clean. Um, so she's just furious. Um, you know, she, she, you use, she says you use the most painful thing that ever happened to Lucas against him. Well, he and I are both going to be so much better without you in our lives. And we'll support the little baby Leo if he grows up and feels the same way. And those are all three of his children. Correct. So, yikes. Um, (laughs) and... I don't know. It seems like he cares about what his children think. I, I don't know how he, how this is a good idea for him. No, it's not. I mean, I guess it's like frying pan or fire. Like, this is very bad. But having known the truth about Baby Wiley for as long as he did and helping Brad cover it up, mm-hmm. worse, I guess. Yeah, and it... And can you, maybe you can remind me, so, yeah. like, I, so, obviously, like, Sam and Lucas, they're invested in Wiley because they thought he was their son and nephew for a long time, and they, they care what happens to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Nell is implicated in that switch, so they support Michael. Is there another reason they would, like, be on Michael's side? Like, are there family connections? So... Lucas's other sister, mm-hmm. Carly, it's Michael's oh, mom. Oh, Lucas's other sister is Carly. And okay. Sam's, I guess technically not currently her husband, but Sam's Jason um, is, remember, right. Michael's biological uncle, uncle. And, and longtime of father course, figure. Of course, of course. I, Sam and Michael are also, have, they are. They don't spend a ton of time together, but they've had some very like emotional heart to hearts. Like they're, mm-hmm. I would say they're relatively close. I forgot about the Sam to Jason to Sunny to Michael thing. Also, and then, and then the Jason and Michael yes. thing too. Yeah. Right. Right. I think I was thinking more like the elect the Davis sisters. Like, are they? But it's it's Sam specifically through Jason and Sunny. Right. Okay. okay. Right. Thank and, you. And, But then also, you're right, Sam's sister, Christina, is also Michael's sister. Right, right. It's it's all very connected. Mm -hmm. So so they are definitely, both would definitely consider, both meaning, sorry, Lucas and Sam would both definitely consider Michael to be family. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, Okay, so then uh, Valentine runs into Laura, and like, I think, I think it's because I listened to the one you posted recently where Valentine first says to Laura, like, take Charlotte away and raise her well, you know, like, teach her your morality. But I think Valentine and Laura are interesting together, too, even though they decided not to do any of that. But um, 
Laura is like, hey, did you get an invitation to Windermere for this unveiling of Ava's portrait? And Valentine's like, yeah, I did. I thought it was a fucked up joke, basically. Yeah, um, and threw it away. I thought that was so yeah, funny. Yeah, that was super funny. And because Laura's Laura was about to say, like, don't go for Charlotte's sake, but she's like, oh, okay, great. And then Valentine's, again, ominously is like, I no longer need the Cassadine estate to prove myself to anyone in Port Charles. So he's plotting and didn't learn anything. Um, um, Peter and Maxie have a couple weird scenes where basically she's not eating her lunch and he wants her to go see a doctor. She's probably pregnant. Oh, okay. Maybe not. But she was, like, feeling a little lightheaded. And he was like, maybe go to the doctor. And she was like, no. I'm like, oh, cool, are we getting a pregnancy story? Like, yeah. I mean, that's just... Not necessarily 100% what's coming, but that kind of little... Right. Just suggestion of that. I was like, oh, okay. Um, or a storyline that will land her in General Hospital. There you go. So she just is not eating a salad, and he seems concerned. Yeah. That was their entire plot. Yeah, it was like three scenes yeah. about that. I was like, all right. Um, that random assistant person gives Sasha more drugs. Mm-hmm. Laura calls Anna because she's worried about Robert. Um, uh, Brooklyn and Link. Um, she tries to blackmail him. Yeah, she's, she, basically she's like, okay, tell me who bought my shares, or who you sold my shares to. And and then she says, I haven't gone public with what you did to me, and the Me Too movement is really big right now. So I don't know if we know what that is in reference to, or if that's something that really happened, or if she's threatening to just slander him, or what. No, I think he's actually sketchy. Okay. This was, was, this was when I wasn't watching. Um, remember that whole thing where she like couldn't get out of her contract? Mm-hmm. That's why... I think why she sold him, ended up selling him the shares or whatever. Right, to get her contract back or whatever. Yes. I think he had, I think he had like, I don't know, came on to her or something. I'm not positive. I wasn't okay. watching. But I, I think he was like vaguely creepy at her. Right. Okay. Um, so she starts to threaten him because um, she, based on what her dad said, she wants to find out who bought the ELQ shares. And then I think she realized she fucked up big. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Because her dad doesn't. Know that or Mm-mm. okay? No okay. way. There's no way Ned knows that. Okay, he's okay. so pissed. He's gonna be so pissed at her. Right. I didn't out. think about that part because he's trying to track all them down and he doesn't know Brooklyn. Because they know numbers. someone's making a play. Someone reached out to like Tracy about Dylan's share. I didn't even think about like... Gotcha, gotcha. I didn't even think about that angle. So she's about to threaten him, and then Valentine walks up and interrupts them. And it seems like it's the first time they're meeting because he's like Brooklyn Quartermain. It's I want to finally. It's great to finally meet you. So kind of set up them to have a conversation, and then back in the courtroom. There's a mystery witness, and then Nina walks in, and Carly just, oh my god, face, and then they swear Nina in, and she dramatically swears to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And that's that's where we ended in in May, the whole show. Who knows when they would come back. So, Which, certainly not an intentional or a place to end. Right, but, but, but I wonder, this makes me wonder, like kind of like we talked about last time, if they did rush through a little bit of the courtroom stuff... So that I could, they could at least end on a semi cliffhanger, which is like, what's Nina gonna say? Right. So that's you know whatever we could be thinking about and whatever for you know the hiatus. Yeah. Um, and then oh here's a refresher on all the other storylines going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just a lot of um, plot refresher. Yeah, it definitely felt more like here's a refresher rather than much movement mm-hmm. on, on any of the storylines. It's like this is the overview of where the chess pieces are, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know. I'm, it's, it's odd 
then imagining like, okay, a three or four month hiatus after this, the word when we're going to start watching the new episodes tomorrow. But, um, but it was, I think the thing about the courtroom is it was two characters we didn't like who were on the stand. We didn't hear from the last episodes we heard from Willow and Michael and Carly, and there was a lot of good stuff. And this was just like Nell and Julian's spotlight. So I was just like, yeah. Well, I don't even think it's so much that I like, don't like them as just, they didn't, they didn't really say anything either genuine or surprising. Yeah, there was no reveal. Yes. So I think, you know, whether or not you like them, there could have been... Like, I, I feel like Diane could have gone harder at Julian. And, like, yeah. that could have been really interesting. And it was it, it was pretty good. I mean, and, uh, and who was Lexus Davis? And uh, what did you do to her? Oh, right. Good to know. So, like, I mean, it, it was pretty good, but it, it just wasn't, like, A-plus courtroom yeah. material. I was I was expecting bombshells and drama or, like, I don't know. I was expecting a lot from this courtroom stuff. And yeah. ma- maybe, it'll, maybe it'll come on the next episode. Hopefully. I, um, want, I want Nina, please, to surprise me and do the right thing. Yeah. Remember my theory? She said... What was it? How did she phrase it? She said, I'll, I'll do what's best for Wiley. Or I know I can do it because it's what's right for Wiley mm-hmm. or something like that. I'll tell the truth. Yes. Yeah. So there's definitely, they've left that open where it could go either way. And I'm just like, I know there would be so much drama if like Nell got custody. But I'm like, please don't do that. Yeah. Don't give her custody. Um, I don't think I really have any other meta thoughts or anything about... Um, and there's a lot of big setups. So Nina's big setup, Valentina in Brooklyn might be, the ELQ thing might come, like, because it seems like it's been all these, like, behind-the-scenes things, so maybe that'll, like, come out now that Valentine chose to go confront or talk to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. There's probably, they're setting up, for sure, for that yeah. to come to the forefront. They've mm-hmm. definitely been hinting at it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, um, some setup with, uh, Robert, uh, people are worried about him. Um, Laura's roping Anna in, and I feel like that's a big move Mm because Anna um, doesn't take any shit. I'm hoping this will also be the start of the exposing of Peter. Yeah, right. Um, Sasha's about to have a drug problem. Which, not to like be thinking 12 moves ahead, but what I'm thinking is... Sasha hitting rock bottom, who's going to be showing up for her? Michael. Or Chase. That's the question. Yeah. Um, this is a dumb question. I don't know enough about drugs to have a guess for what drug it is. Is it Coke? Oh, have they not said? No. I don't know. Okay. It's, it was like a white powder that she like snorted, right? She did the drugs in like, in before... We, the episode where she did the drugs, we watched that back in May. Right, but didn't they flash back to it in this one? I don't think Briefly? so. Maybe not. Maybe just like her getting the drugs? Yeah, like she was handed, oh. she was handed them. So I, I'm, I'm guessing Coke, like, but I, I don't... I, was there... I guess, what's your point? I guess what are you getting I, my, at? my point being, like, what kind of, like, addiction spiral is this? Like, the implication like this will help you get through this. Um, cocaine is very addictive. 
uh, it, 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 it wouldn't be weed. It would be something. It was definitely not weed. Okay, I have no idea. I don't remember it being a white powder or not. It's what? definitely, I know, I don't know very much about drugs either. I know enough about drugs to tell you it was definitely well, not marijuana. Right, but then there's that, then there's like coke, like, okay, party drug, is that going to be a thing? Versus like meth, I have no idea. I My guess is it was coke. Okay. But I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm sure they will tell us eventually. Yeah. I don't think she. I don't think she would give her meth. Is she getting hooked like, on heroin? Like, <laughs> I, okay, it, it wasn't a needle. Okay, so okay. I, this is all from TV watching. Years of TV right. watching. I I don't think it's heroin because that's usually a needle, right? Or I, can yes, you smoke? I think it. No, we're gonna cut most of this. Um, I think heroin I, is a needle. Um, I don't think you do meth to like get up for like a photo shoot. Like, I, yeah. Like if you want like a party or like you know be on. For your photo shoot, I think they it would probably be coke, right? I've never done drugs. I don't. I don't do <laughs> drugs is, either. This is very difficult. This okay. is all from pop culture knowledge. And it was it was just such a generic way to get her to start doing drugs too. Like it's just oh, I th- it's I mean I'm going to hate this storyline mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, and what else are they setting up? They're setting up Maxie not having an appetite. So it, it's literally it's the your options are she's sick or she's pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, fallout with Julian and his children. Which has been a roller coaster. Like, Sam has cut him out of her life already. Lucas has kind of been back and forth. Like, he, he's just kind of been, like, chilling at Charlie's pub for a while. Like, because they don't want to see him, or especially Sam. So he, he he's not really, like, actively trying to get back in their good graces because he knows there's really no point. He's just kind of been treading water for a while. Yeah. Like, he, he did... Gave, he gave Alexis a ride once. He gave Alexis a ride once. He awkwardly slept with Britt briefly. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And before that, he'd had this, like, semi-casual uh, relationship with Oscar's mom, who you haven't... She left the show, so you haven't met her. Yeah. Um, it, but he, he just really hasn't been doing much since he got out of the mob, which is, like, maybe he, maybe he will get involved with Cyrus Renault. Yeah. Who's kind of trying to court him? Oh, I forgot Cyrus Renault was even a thing. Yeah. No yeah. one's mentioned him. We haven't seen him or Jordan in like so long. Yeah, That's um, so funny. So yeah, there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces that could pick up when we get to the new August episodes. Very exciting. Um, Who was your favorite and least favorite character? Um, honestly, I think the most interesting character in this episode was Valentine because. His interactions with Sasha and then with Laura were, like, interesting in different ways. Because, um, and then it sounds like he's pivoting away from this Cassidine Fortune thing to this financial takeover of ELQ with the blip in the middle about, like, being worried about his daughter. And that didn't go anywhere, and I want that to get restarted. And it seems like he avoided the redemption arc, and he's just going to be a villain again, but... Some of the stuff, she's, stuff he said to Sasha was kind of insightful, and I think him and Laura are really interesting together. So he was interesting, but I think my favorite character was Olivia, because um, like I am not necessarily a fan of Colin's psychic hotlines, but um, she was just so like her whole her her, her you know being so upset about Dante. Um, I don't know. It, it's compelling and. And it's it's also interesting because the show is set up. What we know that's happening on the show is 
there's not really any re- resolution that's going to be possible if that actor doesn't come back. So I'm really curious about what she's going to do or what how she's going to take care of herself or manage what she's going through unless they recast the actor or the character or bring him back or whatever um, or how she's going to deal with that. So I'm intrigued by that because of the limitations of the screen, of what's can possible on the show. And um, so much of her character is almost defined more so than than a lot of uh, other characters on the show um by her motherhood because she was introduced as Dante's mother and she had and then you like find out that she had been a single mom and she'd sort of devoted her entire life mm-hmm. to Dante and gave up a lot for him and to protect him so so motherhood is like a very I would say defining character trait for her mm-hmm. more so than like a lot of other characters who like happen to be mothers. Here's a thought, and I know we said we'd wrap up a while ago, but I don't think I've ever seen her with Sunny. I feel like that's someone she should reach out to about how she's feeling about Dante. They they are really interesting. So she, like I said, you know, kept Dante away from him for a very very long time, but when she came when she and Dante like arrived in Port Charles when he was an adult which is the first time we meet him um she and Sunny kind of fall back into this friendship mm-hmm. so they're they're very good exes is maybe even too strong a word because they weren't really together um as teenagers but really strong like exes and sort of again co-parents is maybe the wrong word too because Dante was already an adult but they have a very good friendship they they yeah. briefly dated a little while ago but they're generally on good terms yeah. for the and, most part and like I don't know Mike is dealing with losing his dad right now he has lost a son before he also has lost Dante in the same way that she right. has so like they might be a good support for each other yeah and I think remember because it's been over a year now because they just talked about Dante on his the anniversary of him mm. having been gone for a year so I, Olivia and Sunny have certainly talked about Dante in the course of that time. I just think we haven't really seen them together since, like, you and I have started watching. Right. Yeah. That just occurred to me, because it sounds like, you know, Robert's a good friend, and she has her husband or whatever, but, um, I mean, Sunny's dealing with a lot right now, but I, that would be an interesting yeah. pairing. And, and it's interesting, too, because Carly, historically, has, has can be very, like, sort of territorial and possessive about Jason and Sonny, actually, interestingly. Um, but she and, and, and Olivia are, like, run the hotel together. Like, they're, oh, they're, on, yeah. they're all on very good terms. Right, right. So, yeah, it would not be at all weird for Olivia to speak to Sonny or Carly, honestly, about it. Because mm-hmm. um, she and Carly are friends, and she and Sonny are friends. Yeah. Um, oh, and then Sam also gets a, a honorary mention for the slap. It's very good. Um, I guess my least favorite... It, um, I was annoyed, obviously, well, I don't like Nell or Julian, but I think, um, I'm going to say least favorite was Brooklyn, because I just did not like that she was like, how dare you step out on my dad? Like, there's a million innocent explanations for that, and I just, I think because Olivia was my favorite, most compelling character of the episode, I didn't like that Brooklyn just, like, got all, like, catty in her face about, about that. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I think... Not dissimilarly, uh, my favorite character of the episode is Sam because I too wanted to slap Julian for his behavior, mm-hmm. and um, she didn't let him get a word in edgewise. She just slapped him. It was great. Yeah, and w- with honorable mention for Olivia and Robert, I think because that was a really lovely moment in conversation mm-hmm. and and connection between them. And 
least favorite? Suzanne. The nobody who's given Sasha drugs. Oh, did she have a name? I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I think they gave her name. At, I don't know if it was for the first time in this episode. I, I made note of it um, in case she pops up again. But um, because she's enabling this stupid storyline. Yeah, very dumb. All right, and when we come back, we'll start the August episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> the thing that surprised me the most was when it cut to the hospital scene, I was like, oh, there's a hosp- there's an actual hospital in this, which sounds dumb, <laughs> but I never thought about what the title was for. 